Good morning. It's uh, good to see you all uh, with daylight savings time. Uh, I know you guys weren't responsible and went to bed an hour early, so I know we're all missing out on an hour of sleep this morning. So I'll try to keep you guys awake this morning. You have to work with me. <laughs> so last week we uh, started a series uh, entitled Marching for Missions. Um, as again, in the Church of God, uh, we have... Uh, we designate the month of March for missions, and so we'll be talking about missions for the month of March. And last week, as we uh, started the series, the, our sole mission last week was to define the mission. And we defined the mission as growing closer to God and expanding his kingdom. That's what we defined was the mission last week. So repeat after me, growing closer to God, closer to God. and... Expanding his kingdom. That is our mission. That is our mission as humans, as Christians. That determines whether or not we have a successful day, a successful week, a successful year, a successful life. If we are growing closer to God and expanding his kingdom, then you are a successful person. So that's our mission. That's what we defined last week as we're talking about marching for missions. We're talking about missions this this month. That's what our mission is, growing closer to God and expanding his kingdom. Now, growing closer to God is such a vital part to that process. It's the first part of that process, that you can't expand the kingdom without having a relationship with God to begin with. And we talked about having that relationship with God and growing closer to God when we talked about our relationship status with God. But for the sake of this series, the rest of the four weeks, we're going to put more of our focus on expanding God's kingdom, expanding his kingdom. That's going to be more of our focus as we uh, finish out this series with our mission is expanding his kingdom. And that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Uh, before we get started, though, we'll go ahead and open up with the word of prayer. But also in our Marching for Missions uh, calendar, as Mark mentioned, they're out in the foyer and today we're to pray for the churches in Mozambique. Uh, we, have, we, don't, we have about 80 churches, Church of God, General Conference churches here in America. But we have like 400 churches in Mozambique alone. Like the ministry is exploding in Africa. They are, they're loving the gospel message and it's spreading like a wildfire there in Africa. So this morning, this day, we're to pray for the churches in Mozambique. So we'll go ahead and pray for them as well this morning. So if you'll bow with me. Father God, I just thank you uh, for bringing us all here this morning. Uh, I thank you for uh, the beautiful sunshine, and I thank you for the beautiful gift of your son, the free gift of eternal life. Uh, Father, I just ask that uh, you speak through me uh, to your children, uh, that, we can, that we can further fulfill your mission for us in growing closer to you and expanding your kingdom. Father, this morning we also pray for the churches in Mozambique. Uh, Father, uh, we, we are grateful to hear uh, that the, the gospel message is, is spreading like wildfire over there in Africa. And I just uh, pray a, sp a special blessing upon those churches in Mozambique. And I just ask that you can uh, work your will, work, work your uh, mission, your purpose through those churches. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Very good. To start off this morning, uh, we're going to be talking about how everybody needs to be expanding God's kingdom. 
No one is excluded. We all need to expand God's kingdom. And it, and it goes to our title of being a Christian. So we're going to start off looking at what the term Christian means and the origin of the word Christian. So back in the time of Jesus and a bit after, um, Jesus' followers, his disciples, they didn't really use the word Christian for themselves. Rather, they referred to themselves as brethren, um, the uh, believers, the disciples, or the saints. They didn't really use the term Christian to define themselves. However, the people on the outside, the people who saw the movement of people following Christ, they then came up with the term Christian. And the literal term Christian means those of Christ, or those who belong to Christ, or those who follow Christ. A Christian is those who follow Christ. And that's what I want to take a look at this morning, is that we, we call ourselves Christians, we are Christians, and we're Christians because we follow Christ, we follow the Messiah. That's what differentiates us from the Jews today, is we follow Christ. We are Christians. We are those who are of Christ, those who belong to Christ, and those who follow Christ. And this morning we're going to go ahead and take a look in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4. And we're going to take a, uh, take a look about uh, following Jesus and what, what that means and what takes place. So Matthew chapter 4, if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open up. And to Matthew chapter 4, uh, we're going to be reading verses uh, 18 through 22. It's the first book of the New Testament, um, one of the three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So here in Matthew chapter 4, we're about to read, this is the very beginning of Christ's ministry. He has no followers at this point. He doesn't have any disciples. He's not really that well known yet, Jesus, as this is the very beginning of his ministry. And Jesus is tasked with the mission of trying to find people to follow, or trying to get people for them to follow him, as he's trying to disciple people and uh, rule them up. And so in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, we read, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left their boats and their father and followed him. So here again, what we see is Jesus, as he's beginning his ministry, he needs to have people for him to disciple and minister. He needs people to follow him. And here he's going out into, into the world, trying to find people for, to follow him. He's trying to form a team to spread this gospel message. And now most leaders, when they try to form a team, they try to form a team of the brightest minds, the, the smartest people, the people who can do the most work. But that's not necessarily who Jesus turns to here. Jesus turns to a group of fishermen. And at least fishermen, they were not very smart. They weren't really educated. They have they didn't really have much education. They were on the bottom of the social ladder. These were not the people that people would have wanted to start a team with. But here Jesus is. He's starting this team with these group of fishermen. And he, and he tells to Simon and Andrew, Peter, Peter and Andrew, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Just talking to a group of, of fishermen and he said, follow me 
and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And that is so important what we need to take note of this morning. And this, this is a, a conditional statement. A conditional statement is an if-then statement. If this happens, then this is going to happen. I have this pen right here. If I drop this pen, then it is going to fall. Watch. Every single time that I drop this pen, if I drop this pen, then it will fall. Not a single time have I dropped this pen and it just stayed there. Has anybody done that? Dropped a pen in midair and it just stayed there? Anybody? No, how about if you dropped the pen and it went straight up to the sky? Anybody? No, that's not what happens. If you drop a pen, then the pen falls. And here what we see, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, that is a conditional statement. Christ is stating that if you follow me, then I will make you fishers of men. If you follow Christ, then you'll become fishers of men. That is a conditional statement. It's true 100% of the time. And as we established uh, at the beginning of of the sermon, uh, a Christian is someone who follows Christ. So what Christ is basically stating here is if you are a Christian, then you will become a fisher of men. If you are a Christian, then you will be a fisher of men. And if you aren't a fisher of men, then you aren't a follower of Christ or you aren't a Christian. And so that's so important this morning as we take a look at Christianity and following Christ. It's so important to take note that you must be a fisher of men to be a Christian. For Christ says, if you follow me, if you follow me 100% of the time, I will make you a fisher of men. And so what does this mean to be a fisher of men? Well, when, when you're fishing, you're trying to uh, catch fish and bring them in. And well, if we're trying to fish for men, we are trying to bring people in to God's kingdom. That is what it means basically to be a fisher of men, is we are bringing people into God's kingdom. As Similar as to when you're fishing, you're bringing people into your boat. Well, fishing for men, we are bringing people into God's kingdom. That is a fisher of men. And to help us better understand this analogy of being a fisher of men, we kind of have to understand what fishing looked like for them. So today, when we think of fishing, we think of like a, a rod and a hook and bait, and you hook the bait uh, onto the hook, and you cast your line out, um, and you wait for a fish to bite, and grab, grab a hold of the hook, and you reel them in. And now they had that type of fishing in, in Jesus' time with, like a, with a rod and a hook and such. But the fishing here that the disciples were doing They were fishing with a net. They were fishing with a net. And so this process is a bit different, and it's a whole different ball game. Whereas you're fishing with like a rod and a hook, you're meticulously waiting for one fish to bite on on the line. But fishing with a net is a totally different ball game as you're constantly casting out the nets and trying to bring them in and bring the fish in. And this process of fishing with a net can be quite frustrating at at times. In in the parallel passage in Luke, uh, Simon tells uh, Jesus, we toiled all night and took nothing. They were fishing all night and they couldn't reel in a single fish. They would constantly cast out their nets and bring in their nets and they would come up with an empty net, no fish in it. And so 
when we think of fishing with a rod and a hook, you rely on meticulous effort to catch the fish. But when we're talking about fishing with a net, you catch the fish by relying on time and continual effort, a repetitive effort to bring the fish in. And it's very time-consuming, and often it's a frustrating experience. So when we're talking about being a fisher of men, here in this illustration, what Jesus is talking about, we need to be constantly casting out our net. We need to be constantly casting out our net, as that's just what the disciples are doing as they are fishing all night, but they brought nothing in. But you rely on repetitive effort to bring in the fish. And we too, when we're talking about being a fisher of men, we need to repetitively cast out our nets. It's a, it's a continual effort. When talking about fishing for men, we constantly need to try to bring them into God's kingdom. That's what being a fisher of men is. You're bringing them into God's kingdom. And you need to continually, constantly bring people into God's kingdom. You bring them into God's kingdom by sharing the gospel message that we have. The gospel message of the kingdom and the cross and the resurrection. And you cast your net, and that's, show, that's uh, sharing the good news, and you reel it in, and you follow up with them, and you try to get them to accept this gospel message and to bring them in to God's coming kingdom. And now fortunately for us, when we're fishing, there's lots of fish around us. And now the fish in this scenario are people who are not seeking God's kingdom. And we're flooded with people all around us of people who are not seeking God's kingdom. There's fish all around us. And you need to be constantly casting out your net to those people, to those fish who aren't actively seeking out God's kingdom. You encounter these people at your job, whether it be your coworkers or employees or your boss or manager or whatever it may be. You encounter these people at your job who aren't actively seeking God's kingdom. You encounter these people at school, those of you in school, whether it be the people, the students you're sitting next to in class or your friends who you sit next to in lunch or your teacher or whoever it may be. You're surrounded by people who aren't seeking God's kingdom. You're surrounded by fish. You're surrounded by them on your sports team or your drama, or band, or homeschool group, or surrounded by them in your family, or your group of friends. There's people all around us that need to be brought in to God's kingdom. They're wandering out there into the deep abyss of the sea, and they need to be reeled in. We need to be constantly casting our net out, because we're surrounded by them, and we're called, if you follow Christ, then you will be a fisher of men. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. If you follow Christ, then you are a fisher of men. And we constantly need to be sharing that gospel message with one another, with those people out there who aren't seeking God's kingdom. Constantly need to be seeking them out and sharing the gospel message that we have with one another. Because that's, that's what the fishers relied on um, when they would fish with the net, they would rely on just doing it over and over and over and over again. And eventually they would bring in the fish. So we constantly have to be bringing in these people. We need to be a fisher of men. We need to be bringing people into God's kingdom. And this is such an important principle that nobody is excluded from. We all here, everyone who has given their life over to Christ, we are to be a fisher 
of men. We are to be bringing people into God's kingdom. No one is excluded. And this principle of expanding God's kingdom and bringing people into his kingdom is so important. And here Jesus provides the illustration of being a fisher of men. But Paul talks about the same principle of bringing in bringing people into God's kingdom. And we see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles, just a couple of books after Matthew. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we're going to be reading verses 5 through 9. And here we get to see the principle, of Paul's uh, illustration of the principle of bringing people into God's kingdom of sharing that gospel message and bringing them into God's kingdom. Just as you fish and you bring people into the boat, we're to be a fisher of men and bring people into uh, God's kingdom. But Paul provides another illustration that we'll take a look at this morning. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 9, Paul writes, What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. So again, in this illustration of planting the seeds and stuff and bringing people into God's kingdom, uh, Paul says that I, I plant the seeds. I plant the seeds. I, Paul, plant the seeds. And Apollos, my teammate, my fellow worker of Christ who, who spreads the gospel message, he waters the seed. And then the third part of the equation is God then provides the growth. So God provides the growth, but Apollos and Paul, they need to plant and water the seed. So it's our responsibilities. It's our responsibility as fellow brothers and sisters and fellow followers of Christ. It's our responsibility to plant and water those seeds. And what it looks like to plant that seeds is that is when you make that first step in sharing the gospel message. As you share that gospel message with whoever is out there and, and you're throwing the seed out there and that is sharing that gospel message. The message that there is a God who loves them. There is a God who cares for them. There is a Savior who died for them. There is being prepared for them a, a kingdom in the future where everything wrong with this world it's going to be made right. It's the idea that there's a group of believers in the church that cares for and loves them. That's spreading the seed. That's casting their net out. It's telling them this good news, this gospel message. The gospel message of the kingdom, the cross, and the resurrection. That's the process of planting the seeds. And we also have to water the seeds. I mean, it's not just a, a, a once-done deal where you throw out the gospel message and say, Oh yeah, by the way, Jesus Christ died for your sins. It, it takes a little more effort than that. And as you're planting a seed, it's a one-time effort. But if you want the seed to grow, you have to water it on a daily basis. And so this process of watering the seed is you need to check up with them. You need to check up on the people where you plant the seeds. And you need to uh, create uh, an environment for which they can grow. And now the third part of this equation is then that God provides the growth. So after we plant the seeds, wherever it may be, as we spread that gospel message with others, and after we water that seed on a daily basis and check up on them and love for them and care for their needs, the third step is then that God provides the growth. I love here in verse 9 as Paul 
Paul writes, for we are God's fellow workers. That's, that's pretty awesome to me to get to say that I work with God. I work with the God who created all of this, who created the heavens and the earth. He's my fellow worker. Me and God, we're tight. We're buddies. We, we do work together. We are all fellow workers with God. As we plant the seed and water the seed, well, then God provides the growth. We all have the same mission, us and God. God wants us to grow closer to him, and God wants to expand his kingdom. We have the same mission. We have the same purpose. And so we're fellow workers with God, and God is the one who provides the growth. However, it's only after God, it's only after that God provides the growth when we plant the seeds and water the seeds. God doesn't provide the growth if we are not planting and watering the seeds. You are such an important part of that process, an important part of that equation. God can't provide the growth If his people aren't planting the seeds and watering the seeds, you are such an important part of that process, an important part of that equation. You need to be planting those seeds and watering those seeds. You need to be sharing the gospel message that we have and taking care of and loving for people out there who aren't seeking God's kingdom. You're such an important process. But the good news for us is that responsibility doesn't fall on us on whether or not they choose to accept that message. For yeah, we, we plant the seeds and we, we water the seeds and we, we take care of them and we share this gospel message with them. But the good news for us is that we're not responsible if they choose to reject that message. We're not responsible if they don't choose to seek God's kingdom. God is the one who provides the growth. We don't, we don't provide the growth. We're only responsible if we plant and water the seeds. And so if you're planting and watering those seeds, but you see no growth, it's, it's, it's not up to you. You've done your job. You have been a faithful servant, a faithful follower of Christ. You just need to be planting and watering those seeds. You need to be spreading the gospel message to everyone, and you need to be providing for their needs and loving on them. That's, that is the important process of that equation. Now, when we talk about planting seeds and watering seeds and being a fisher of men and bringing people into God or bringing people into the kingdom of God, um, it reminds me uh, back when I was in high school and um, reminds me of one of my greatest regrets in life. Um, I was surrounded by the same group of people for pretty much 13 years of my life. For 13 years of my life, I was with the same group of people for five out of seven days of the week. And just like many of you guys, I was surrounded by people at my school, of people who were not seeking God's kingdom. There were plenty of fish around me. There were plenty of opportunities for me to cast out my nets and bring it in and bring people into God's kingdom. There are many opportunities for me to plant the seeds and water the seeds and rely on God to provide the growth. But it's my great regret and my great disappointment and my great mistake that seldom did I take advantage of that great opportunity. Seldom with this great opportunity And being a great fisher of men, seldom did I cast my net out. Seldom would I plant those seeds. Seldom would I water those seeds. And I hate that about myself. I I hate that. 
I hate that I didn't take advantage of that opportunity because the truth of the matter is I'm probably not going to see most of those people ever again in my life. And I lost my opportunity. I lost my opportunity for God. For God so loves them that he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for their sins. And I blew it. I blew it for God. And that is such a great, big regret that I have in my life. And now Otto von Bismarck, the first leader of the modern unified nation uh, of Germany. Am I speaking your language now, John? <laughs> uh, he, he was this great leader, the first leader of Germany. And uh, he was greatly respected for his knowledge, his intelligence, as he was a master strategist. And he quoted, Only a fool learns from his own mistakes. The wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Only a fool learns from his own mistakes. The wise man learns from the mistakes of others. So it's my plea to you guys this morning. Be a wise man. Be a wise woman and learn from my dumb mistake. My dumb mistake in not planting those seeds, watering those seeds, casting out my nets and bringing people into God's kingdom. I do not like that about myself, but it's my plea to you all to learn from my poor example in high school. Learn from my example and be a wise man because we're surrounded by fish. We're surrounded by opportunities to plant and water those seeds. But I'm afraid that a lot of us, we don't take advantage of those opportunities. You're surrounded by people, whether in your work, whether at your school, whether your family, whether your friends, whoever it may be, I know there's people in your life who are not seeking God's kingdom. And it's my plea to you. It's my plea to you. Learn from my mistake and cast out that net. Plant those seeds and water those seeds. Christ says that if you follow me, I will make you a fisher of men. Be a follower of Christ. Be a Christian and be a fisher of men. Cast your net out. Cast your net out. I love to see like Celeste and Savannah and Danny and a few of our other youth and they bring their friends to church and I absolutely love, love, love to see that. As they see the responsibility that they have, they have this great, this great news, this gospel message, and they see that there's lots of fish around them. They see that there's lots of opportunities to plant those seeds and water those seeds, and they take advantage of those opportunities, and I love it. And so I thank you. Kudos to you guys. Kudos to you who are planting and watering those seeds and casting out your nets. And we have a couple of great examples of here in our church, and we can learn from their example. And I'm very appreciative the example that, that they have set before us, uh, Paul states in 1 Timothy chapter 4 that the youth are to set an example, and a lot of them are setting an example for us older folks. I'm considering myself an older folk, but for not really an older folk, for you older folk out there, the youth are setting us an example, and I thank you for that, as we need to be casting out our nets on a daily basis basis. We need to be planting those seeds on a daily basis. We need to be watering those seeds on a daily basis. Learn from my regret. Be a wise man and learn from my mistake. And so it's my plea to you all this morning. Be a fisher of men. Plant and water those seeds. Share that gospel message with people by casting out your net and bring that net back in by loving and caring for them and bringing them in to God's kingdom. Christ states that if you follow him, 
If you follow him, then he will make you a fisher of men. 100% of the time, without fail. Just like when I drop a pen, 100% of the time it falls. 100% of the time, if you follow Christ, if you are a Christian, he will make you a fisher of men. And he will use you and you can do great things. But now it's discouraging at times when we are casting out our net and we're planting and watering those seeds. And it's discouraging at times because a lot of the times when we do that, we bring in no fish or the plants or the seed. It doesn't grow into a plant, into a tree. And it's, it's discouraging. It's discouraging to continuously cast out that net and bring nothing in. But again, I want to remind you that that's not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility how many fish you bring in. It's not your responsibility for how high the plant grows, for how high the seed grows, and whether it grows into another tree, which then provides many other seeds and plants and waters many other seeds. It's not your responsibility. If your friends, if your family, if your coworkers, if, if your friends at school, whoever it may be, it's not your responsibility if they choose to accept that message that you have presented before them. However, it is absolutely your responsibility to cast out your net. It's absolutely your responsibility to plant and water those seeds. It is absolutely your responsibility to share that gospel message that we have. We are all required to expand God's kingdom. The second part of our mission, growing closer to God and expanding his kingdom. Nobody here is excluded from expanding God's kingdom, bringing people into God's kingdom, casting out our net and planting and watering those seeds. None of you guys are excluded. And this church is not gonna grow at all if you guys aren't planting and watering those seeds and casting out your net. This church will, will, will die in an instant if we aren't casting out our nets, if we aren't planting and watering those seeds. And so we together as a church, as a church of God, as fellow workers with God, we need to be casting out our nets. We need to be planting and watering those seeds. And if we collectively as a church do that, if we collectively attempt to bring people into God's kingdom, I'm telling you, God is going to do great things here. God is going to do miraculous works here at this church. He will provide growth. He will provide growth to those seeds that you plant, to those seeds that you water. If we work together as a group and cast out our nets and plant and water those seeds. So please, together as a group, please let's bring people into God's kingdom. None of us are excluded from that calling. None of us are excluded from the mission of bringing people to God's kingdom, of expanding his kingdom. So let's together, as a group, be a fisher of men. Let's pray. Father God, uh, I just thank you again for uh, this great opportunity uh, to present your truth, present your message, to present your mission for us. Uh, Father, I just thank you for the free gift of your son, uh, which can grant us e eternal salvation if we choose to accept that gift. And Father, I just ask that you give us the boldness and the courage to plant those seeds, to cast out our nets, so that we can bring people into your kingdom, so that we can grow closer to you and expand your kingdom. Father, I pray that you work great works through our church 
as we seek to please you and we seek to grow closer to you and expand your kingdom. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.